Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. And it is that time again. Welcome. Welcome from all corners of the world, all seven continents and oceans to the Make the Grade podcast. Why are you here? You're asking yourself. I'll tell you why. Because we are going to provide you with actions to accelerate you on your journey to success. Get your ears ready. I got a fantastic guest today. I got a fantastic guest today, Joey Myers. This is pretty cool. Joey Myers played four years of D1 baseball, Fresno State in California. But now he is a digital marketer. How cool is that? Since 2008, I'm not even sure they had the internet in 2008. <laughs> it was it was right on the. It was upslide. just kind of becoming. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I, I got kids I work with born in 2005, so they were babies anyway. <laughs> um, since 2008, started with SEO, email marketing. Now he's into optimizing Facebook ads, building sales funnels, becoming Amazon best-selling author, which is a very cool place to be because I'm lucky enough to be there as well. Mm -hmm. He has started an SEO agency a few years ago. He helps six, seven, and eight-figure businesses. Make the grade into make eight-figure business yet. But maybe Joey <laughs> can get me there uh, with their organic lead generation strategy. So we got a lot to talk about. I got a lot of people listening to this uh, podcast saying, if I just had 100 more clients, 50 mm -hmm. more clients, one big client, I I'd, I'd be over the hump. Right? right. So I don't want to let's just let's just dive into deep end, Joey. First of all, welcome. Appreciate you taking some time. You're you still in California? I forget. Still in California. Yeah. Fresno, California. And again, thank you, Dr. Stephen, for, for having me on. Uh, you, you listen, my, it's my pleasure. I appreciate you. Um, baseball had to be a big thing for you. you Play D1. That's a commitment. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I know we talked before you're still coaching and stuff, but how did how did the the lessons the the values the work ethic that you brought to baseball how do you think that's helped you in the business world let's let's get that out of the way in a positive sense and then we're going to get into how to you know the magic you can do with uh, digital marketing so you know baseball you know my favorite sport I, I love it mm -hmm. I think it's kind of unfortunately taking a little bit of backseat some other sports these days but yeah but that's okay. Um, but how'd that, how'd that work for you? You know, how'd you get into it? How'd it play out when you were playing? And how have you carried that through now that you're, I guess, retired? Can we use that word for you, <laughs> young guy? Like retired. Years old here. Joey. Anyway, t tell us your story, Joey. I'll, I'll it, try to keep quiet. It, what uh, do they say about Marines, right? Marines are never former Marines. They're always a Marine, right? So that's that's right. We're always baseball guys. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so I, I started off and just just in a nutshell, won't go into every de gory detail, my, my background, how it got me through there, but... I had two parents who weren't really sports oriented. My mom was a little bit more. She was a cheerleader and a softball player back in school, but she didn't teach me anything about hitting or whatever. My dad was a self-proclaimed math nerd with the old pocket protector and the thing. And he loved cars and he loved racing cars and getting in trouble and all that. So I kind of started from a point of I wasn't having parents that were pushing me. I had baseball cards that really got me into it. That was my first touch with baseball. And uh, Don Mattingly and Mark McGuire were my first two cards. Mattingly was the first one. Donnie, Donnie baseball. baseball. Yeah. For so those you're a California guy. So the A's, McGuire was originally on the A's. Some Oakland A's. I know that because he got famous on the Cardinals. The Bash yep. Brothers. Bash the Brothers. Bash Brother was? That's it. Yeah. 88, know. 89, 90. Yeah. I mean, those those World Series were very formative in my yeah. career and in, in really inspiring me to, to yeah. do things with the baseball side. But nice. you asked nice. you asked about some of the, the lessons learned. And I think the big mm -hmm. thing is just mentorship. So the coaches that I had growing up, for me, coming from a family that wasn't necessarily activity, sports oriented, those those coaches were very formative in my um, uh, or influential in those formative years, in those early years. And I learned a lot of lessons from some of these coaches, some bad lessons, what not to do and what to do. And I had experienced coaching. That's just as important. <laughs> I probably learned a little bit more of what not to do than what to do. But, um, but that's, that's the thing, right? So you have a mentor and that's what I found. So if you're in that scenario, if you're a student listening, going through college, trying to figure out your way, 
mentors are the best way to do it. And as a student, it's easy to get on with a mentor. If you, if you tell them, Hey, I'll, I'll help you out. What do you need help with? If it's video editing, if it's, if you've got a, a savvy in graphic design, like I do not, I do not have any kind of uh, creative bone in my body in, in terms of how things look in color and, and shapes and things. Um, but you can, if you have those kind of skills, you can offer those to your mentor. And I think that is probably the, the biggest lesson out of all of it is having a mentor or being a mentor. If you're on the other side, if you have that six, seven, eight figure business is mentoring and creating that relationship with your, whether it's employees or your partners or things like that, but being, being a mentor for those that aren't there yet, or finding a mentor, if you aren't there yet. You know, some people, business, life, sports, they're not coachable. <laughs> I imagine you played with guys, you know, they thought they were better than everybody else, or maybe not, just mm -hmm. they didn't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. You were so good, you would be a player, not a coach. I had a kid, I remember when I was playing, um, I played tennis in college. And uh, frankly, any, any of us on the team could have beat the coaches. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, on a court. But we were also mm -hmm. 20 years old. I mean, right. you know, I should be a 45-year-old person at that point in my life. But this one kind of my team had this terrible attitude. If you were so great, how come you're coaching here? How come you're not playing at Wimbledon or mm -hmm. wherever? Uh, some people aren't coachable. And that's partly why they fail. You can get so far in your natural skills, I'm sure. Um, but I see this a lot in business. And, and it, it, I'd like to hear your opinion on this. Do you ever get with somebody and you're like, boy, I could help this person if they would just get out of their own way. Mm -hmm. Or they would take some advice and do it not just for a week or two weeks, but for four months, six months, a year. Because success, as they say, leaves footprints, right? Mm -hmm. But it's always the result of sustained effort. Right. I mean, unless you're just super lucky and that, that doesn't happen that often. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about that? Have you, have you ever encountered this or I, had, I think yeah. you have to, but. Yeah, there a couple things on that. So there are those that are like you're talking about that are uncoachable. And those are the ones, like you said, they maybe believe in talent. Maybe they've grown up, get, they get that good job, good job, good job all the time, but they don't know what that mm -hmm. good job means. It's just they're that parroted talking point is. So they think that, they, they have this, they were born with this innate quality to either get good grades or, or do well in sports or do well in business. And they don't have a work ethic per se. And those are the ones, I think one of the, my favorite books is by Dr. Carol Dweck and it's called Mindset. And that's a, it's a hmm. great book. And he, she just basically pulls out the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. And with the fixed mindset, you think you're born with all your abilities. With the the growth mindset, you think that your abilities can be honed and can be bettered and progressed and things like that. And so that's, mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing with a uncoachable player. It's having to be able to, if you can, crack through the shell. And that, and that could be a, a sports person or a business person, cracking through the shell of getting outside of that fixed and into the growth. Then the other side, the second thing, is you'll have these players you, you talked about getting out of your own head. And I have hitters that do this. I have hitters. I was the same way. So I can really compare with that and your analysis paralysis by analysis. And those hitters are tough. You have to get them. There's that old saying, I think Yoda said it. And many of baseball players that we know, Mike Schmidt and some of these ones that were very cerebral hitters where they say, oh, Yogi Berra. Yep. <laughs> Yoda Berra. Yogi Yoda. Berra. I mean, I'm holding up a Yoda here. <laughs> yeah, he's holding up a Yoda. If you're listening at home. <laughs> yes, yes. Yoda. Yoda. Yes. <laughs> where you say, say. Joey, say what you say, Joey. <laughs> it's, you, when you try to hit, you can't hit. When you don't try to hit, you can hit. Mm -hmm. Right. Yoda type of saying that that is, I think, Mike, Mike Schmidt and some other guys had said it in the big leagues. And it's when they didn't try that they did. And when they did try, they didn't. And that's the thing. It's it's hard. I think my advice to those players or those people is you have to get to a bottom. And that bottom is you're trying so much, so much, so much. It's usually the, the high work ethic. People try so much, so much, so much at some point of banging your head against the wall, you're going to pass out. And that time when you finally reach that point of, of frustration that you, you have to stay, take a step back, give it half hour, uh, uh, an hour, go on a walk and just don't think about it. And what's interesting is everything ends up in your brain, your subconscious coming back together. 
And that solution or a solution, and it could be super simple, the solution ends up being attracted to your mind. It just comes to you when you stop thinking about it. But you, they have to struggle and they have to reach that point on their own. You can't force them to not be hard on themselves at some point when they, when they go and you see that frustration finally let the air out. That's when you strike. I think there's a difference between being driven and being motivated versus being stubborn. Yeah. I mean, they're, they overlap a little bit because, look, I, I don't know anybody in any business, including my own, that hasn't had ups and downs. Mm-hmm. So to use the baseball metaphor, a slump, mm-hmm. right? You go on a streak, yeah, I don't know, whatever, you're hitting 420 for a couple of weeks, and all of a sudden you, you can't hit the side of a barn. <laughs> and there's no really you're, – you're not doing a whole lot different necessarily. Maybe it's just luck sometimes. Um, but I think the key is consistency. Right? This is one of the things I preach. Mm-hmm. Anybody that knows me, in fact, I have a whole uh, – I did seven or eight podcast series right, last spring just on consistency and all the different ways it could manifest. Mm-hmm. Um, so you morphed a little bit from a player into a coach, right? I know you're probably coaching a different mm-hmm. level. Yep. By the way, Fresno State, D1, right? Are they they real good team? I, I, don't, I don't know the history of their program. Yeah. So they, you talk about consistency, the coach that I came in with, he had been there, ended up being there after he retired 34 years, he got inducted into the baseball, the NCAA basis, baseball coaches call it hall of fame in 2013, I think. Not not everybody gets that far. Yeah. So he, you know, I had three years with him and then the current coach that's there now was his first year was my last year and uh, consistency when it comes to processes and that, coach Bennett was the the first coach. He, I mean, he was the element of processes. And if you like, if you want to be consistent, you got to, you have to always go back to those, those processes. And I think in business, I've really in the last couple of years gone adopted more of a process base, because if you can't get outside of you and you being the bottleneck, the information bottleneck or the strategy Mm -hmm. bottleneck, I mean, you should be doing the strategy side of things, but to have people like virtual assistants to enact and to enforce what it is that you're trying to do, I think is huge. And being able to spell that out in a process oriented way, that could be, that could be a student that could be useful for a student, just like it could be useful for a business owner or a coach or, or anything like that. But I think consistency and processes are, are huge and and they're time consuming. You have to put them together and every time along the way, you're, you're wondering, why am I doing this? Why am I doing, why don't I just do it myself? (laughs) <laughs> there's two pieces to this i want to just get your feedback about a you cannot say the word fundamental without saying the word fun yeah <laughs> but most people don't look at fundamentals as fun they look at them as boring yeah <laughs> like in tennis we used to sit there and just serve for an hour straight bang bang and like i can get the ball in yeah but can you get it in when it's you know the three two on a tiebreaker in the fifth set and you got people screaming and yelling at you yeah you know, yeah, I can shoot 20 foul shots. Well, I can't, but you go to shoot 20 foul shots in a row. Yeah, you can do it in practice, but can you do it when the money's on the line, mm-hmm. right? So some people minimize that, dismiss it to whatever degree you want to put. The second thing is that I think people in business and in school, um, they, they don't always understand that what they do in the present in some way, shape, or form is going to impact what's going to happen in the future because it's not always directly connected. Now, it's an easier analogy in business because, for example, you and I happen to meet, we're, we're recording this podcast, which I, I'm thrilled about. Maybe in three months, we do some big collaborative project. Mm-hmm. But if I had said, yeah, Joey Myers, eh, another, you know, another baseball guy, what do I need to talk to him for? <laughs> so, so if you don't open the door, you can't walk through it, right? Mm-hmm. Academically, I think it's the same thing. I talk to a lot of kids, hey, should I take calculus or should I take some hack class? It's my senior year. I don't want to work hard. Mm-hmm. I hear this from kids because right now they're getting into scheduling for next year. Some of them conversations in the academic piece. Yep. I always say, I don't care what year you are. I don't care if you already got accepted to college challenge yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in business, look, the scorecard's different, you know, in school, it's grades, GPA mm-hmm. in business it's basically money, but not really, you know what the dirty little secret is? Mm-hmm. Don't matter how much money you make if you don't have time to enjoy it. Right. You no, know? um, especially if you got kids, you know, if you got a family, if you have other priorities in your life, 
What, what do you, what's your opinion about this, Joey, um, in terms of the kind of putting the fundamentals in mm-hmm. and, and the sort of cause effect of short term versus long term? Yeah, no, great, great question. And fundamentals, I, one of my softball girls, she's a senior in high school right now, and mm-hmm. she does all kinds of other sports. She does cheer, she does softball, and I think basketball, there's one other sport in there that she does. And one of her, her softball coaches, I think, asked her or told her, said, you lack self-confidence. And that was it. And I asked her, I said, do you know how to get confidence? Do you know how to increase your self-confidence? And she said, no. And I said, you increase your self-confidence with repetition. That's how you do it. So I know the fundamentals are boring and putting in those reps is boring. So in baseball, taking a lot of ground balls, taking a lot of fly balls in different types of scenarios, different fly balls, ground balls, it's boring, but that's all we did in college. It was ground ball, fly ball, ground ball, fly ball. We did some footwork and stuff, ground ball, fly ball. And like you said, what that does is that increases your self-confidence so that when you get in a pressurized situation, you've pushed a lot of that into your unconscious confidence like right? with the game on the line. Right? Yeah. You, you're, you're just automatically going to, going to move instead of thinking about it mechanically on the, on the uh, business side where you were, what were you, t- you were, the connection you were making was the, uh, you went from fundamental. Well, the, the idea that I, I, and I know there were sort of disconnected points, but you'll learn about me. I don't always think in a straight line. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, but um, no, the idea was that some people don't want to invest in themselves short term oh, because it's right. a pain in the neck. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm busy. I, I don't have time to talk to this mm-hmm. person or yeah. I'm too busy, you know, or I don't want to challenge myself. I won't take calculus. I'll take consumer right. math or whatever. Yeah. And they don't think that you never know where an opportunity is going to come from or where you trace it back to. Right. 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 You know, so, if so, I hadn't done this, I wouldn't have met so-and-so. If I hadn't met so-and-so, I wouldn't have done this. And then it wouldn't have got me this opportunity and such and such, you know? So, you know, I, that it's, you know, is there anything you want to add to that? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the activity there, that's really tough. And I remember wrestling with this back in right when I was beginning my digital marketing career was, and I read it in for the four hour work week with Tim Ferriss. And it was this idea of a effectiveness versus efficiency and mm-hmm. effectiveness is doing the right things. And efficiency is doing those things. Right. And a lot of times what people do is they, they spend their time on doing those things right but they don't aren't doing the right things right it's checking email all day making sure that you get you respond to everybody on email all day and the problem with that is i found early on and again i've hard knocks i've learned these lessons just without reading a book i learned it myself is some people over email will respond to you every single time you respond and it'll be within could be 15 minutes 30 minutes you get another response so if you keep responding to that person you could be spending your whole day responding to that one you person. Got, you got two people that are enabling each other's inefficiency. Yeah, yeah exactly. The <laughs> yeah. last word, right? So that's so that's the thing is whether you're talking a student who's trying to figure out what their what their plan's going to be for if they're in high school going to uh, in a college or if they're in college where they're going to go into their business business life or work life or if they're in business it's deciding on the things the 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 one thing that's going to knock some of the other things over. And that's why I decided to write a book back in 2017. Let's, let's that, talk about your book. Tell us yeah. about your book, please. Yeah. So I decided to, to write that book because at the time I was, I was doing Facebook ads. I was doing the sales funnels, doing really well with that. And, but I was doing some social let media. Me, let me interrupt you one sec. Yeah. Okay. So timeline, you're, you're playing baseball that mm-hmm. ends. You got to figure out something else you're going to do with your life. Mm-hmm. What, what, what product or products or services are you marketing through your digital at that time. funnels? At that yeah. time? Okay. So I started off on the CEO or SEO, CEO, SEO side in email marketing. And then okay. that, that was. So you were selling the service of, of counseling. Affiliate. Business. Affiliate. Okay. Yeah. All affiliate right. uh, commission type stuff. That's how I was making money. It was affiliate commission type stuff and an okay. e-commerce site that was I was drop shipping. So that's what so it was. You were driving people to your funnel in order to sell them a variety of things that might be other people's products, but you got a piece on it as an affiliate. Mm-hmm. Eventually you decided to create your own product, yep. uh, i.e. your book. Uh-huh. Okay. So the book is entitled? Uh, Catapult Loading System, How to Teach 100 Pound Hitters to Consistently Drive the Ball 300 Feet. So Catapult mm-hmm. Loading System is a headline and then you had the other subhead. So this is a baseball specific kind of thing, yeah. softball. 
Yeah. And I actually, I started before the book, I started with the online courses so that after I moved 2008 to about 2012, 13, I started creating my own online courses and hitting. Wow. And so those became, so that's when the sales funnel system really started to, to mold a little so bit. So was this like a necessity mother invention thing? You had the product, you felt you were uh, more than competent to teach it, but you had mm-hmm. to get it out there. Yep. Right? Exactly. It's like you holler in the woods and nobody hears you. You don't sell anything. Mm-hmm. So you, you became your own provider for your marketing through all these different channels to sell your uh, hitting instructional products. Right. Which and led to a, your book. Mm-hmm. And I had a mentor uh, January, it was about six months, January, 2013 to about June or so of, of the same year. And he was, he was a friend of mine from high school he had done really, really well for himself, was on the top. Uh, he was Forbes' youngest millionaires um, back when he was doing newsletters, like at the beginning of the internet you were talking about. Was there even internet in 2008? Mm-hmm. Um, so he was doing a lot of stuff before that. He had moved out to Texas or Austin. And so he he mentored me for about six months. And that was getting the, getting the online course together, doing how to do the launch, how to get the information out there. Because at the time... I had about 3,500 emails that I had accumulated from just SEO, just SEO stuff, but it was a little stale. I'd, I'd add some, I'd lose some, I'd add some, I'd lose some. And so I came out with the course, I launched it to the list. And I think launching it to the list, I made 7,500 bucks, which is, which is pretty good for an initial launch at that, at that time. And I got the taste of what these launches look like. And I was like, well, if I, got, if I can do that with 3,500 subscribers, what happens if I got tens of thousands? So that's what led me into Facebook and and doing Facebook ads and pushing them into getting a little bit more crystallized of a funnel. So having an email system, autoresponders in the back end and having a a lead magnet where you're attracting people in and then doing that whole sales funnel process. So that that's where we went from a 3,500 email subscriber list to we ballooned, you know, well over a hundred thousand or so in, in four years. Now, was this all organic? Were you doing an ad spend? Cause this was the early days of Facebook ads. Yes. So the 3,500 initial were SEO. We're all SEO and content. So, so based. All organic, all organic. Yeah. In, in other words, for those of you who don't know, just done on just sheer posting response, um, mm-hmm. engagement Search engine traffic, like as opposed to paying, placing an ad that somebody might see that and click on. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So yep. you went from 3,500 to six figures. Well, not right away. So it took about four years to do that. Well, but still, and, pretty yeah. Solid so it's pretty solid. Yeah. So like every year, that first year advertising on Facebook and, and realize that the baseball softball niche, that season is only January, February to about June. That's the major mm-hmm. part of that thing. Right. So most mm-hmm. of my ad spend was during that time. And that first year, I went from that 3,500 up to about, I think, 15,000 emails. That's and I was like, good, whoa, so four but four times, four yeah, times multiple. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, I'm wandering around in the dark while I'm doing it. I, I got a few good tools that I'm working with that doing it. And then the next year, I think we ended up with 30,000, 40,000. And then over, over those four years, we, we've amassed quite a few. And we have, and people have to understand that those emails. So now we have about 34, 35 thousand. And this is after like list hygiene and things mm-hmm. in the beginning, the, the mistake I made with the, you're offering a video, say a 10 minute free video for their email. Right. So mm-hmm. what I was doing was I was offering that. And then once they put their email in the, the, the video would pop up and that was, and, and the problem oh, with that is you verifying it. Yeah, exactly. So the email could have been mm-hmm. Mickey mouse at gmail.com. And so I had tons of emails that were like that. And so when I created my list or not created, when I did my list hygiene, it, it really got, I had a lot of bounces. You got to do some kind of scrubbing in between the giveaway. But what I should have done was offered the video. And then when they put their info info in that, they would get emailed that video, they would get emailed the video. So if they didn't give me a a good quasi double opt-in. Quasi, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't I didn't gotcha. ask them to confirm a second time, but just but, but it's a two-step that you get to control. Yeah, it's an email that they actually have. Yeah. But it, I mean, not saying that it's not a, a, a fake email that they create like a, a spam email yeah. account, but it's at least it's an email account that they're checking. So that was at right. least a step better than than what I was doing before. Because your ultimate goal, Joey, isn't to just send them a free email or sorry, a free video is to sell them something. Yeah, right? there's mm-hmm. there's a monetization thing every so. Hey, real quick, Steve yep. Green here with Joey Myers. Uh, this is the Make the Great Podcast. Our goal here is to bring you actions to help you accelerate your journey to success. 
if you are in the internet marketing world or you're in business and you're selling online direct to consumer, uh, hopefully you're understanding, you're picking up what he's talking about here. Students, the, the life lessons here, tremendous, tremendous. You guys, guys walking the walk here. Um, so what's your, you, what's your hottest product? I'm still, product. you're still basically selling in the baseball niche. Yeah. So I still have that baseball niche. Yep. Yep. And so a couple of years ago, we started to branch off outside of the baseball softball niche and started to get into, so we have a couple crypto crypto sites that are based on affiliate marketing. We're going to do some email stuff uh, similar to what I was doing before, but it's more of a news site. So we're a little bit more up to date on information. We're getting it out. We're going to get a lot of information out. We have a gold invest investing site that we did along with the search engine optimization stuff. So we do, um, doing, starting a podcast on that and, and, and things like that. You are, you are, you are all, you are cutting edge, my boy, my man. (laughs) Spidering out because you know, that little five month window of baseball softball Uh, was getting a little, but you know, you make enough in those five months, you got a nice (laughs) six months on the other side. Right. (laughs) Let's talk about being an author. Okay. Audience raise your hand. If anybody wants to be a best selling author. Oh, yeah. Look at all those people out there. Unbelievable. <laughs> that way, wrong button. <laughs> there we go. There's all the people. So how, how'd you do it? Man? I, I mean, I got I I got mine because I'm in the education category. You sell five yep. books. You're number one bestseller in education. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm more than five, but you get my point. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in sports, right? Mm-hmm. That's much more competitive. I mean, you, yep. your numbers got to be a lot more substantial than mine might have been. Um, what, is there a secret sauce besides aqua? You know what the toughest part is? Ah. Gosh, that's a good song there. Yeah, that's my ringtone. <laughs> classic rock, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if the Beatles even consider classic rock. Maybe. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Ah, uh, oh. the do the new uh, bestseller. Yes, the bestseller. Right. So, um, you got an idea for a book. You know what the hardest part is to write the darn book. Exactly. Right. I mean, I, I do a little commercial for myself. I help people create courses. Mm-hmm. I help people write. Help people write books. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not easy. It's tough work. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you get it out there and then you got the marketing side, but mm-hmm. how'd your book come to be? How'd you get it to number one? I mean, obviously you had the tools to blow it out there. Amazon is a little different animal because they got to buy it through Amazon. But, um, what's the secret if you can, if you can encapsulate it in like four sentences. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was nice was that I had online courses that I had three different ones at the time. And, uh, mm-hmm. actually no, I had one two, two different ones at the time. And one was just skyrocketing and it was on power. It was catapult loading system is what it was called. So I was getting a ton of testimonials from that. And I was getting a ton of stuff and that this title, was your course on hitting, hitting. Yeah. For power. And so that title, that title came about, uh, how to teach 100 pound hitters to consistently hit the ball 300 feet. I didn't come up with that. That was my coaches that were reteaching what I was teaching and what I was getting with my hitters. That's what we were seeing. And it was, it was a promise that I could make that I could back up with testimonials, which I do in the book. So that was a big thing was that, that research, right. That product research was already pretty much in place because I had already been selling it in a a course uh, fashion. The other thing is you mentioned the category. So you said sports. Well, mine more was baseball coaching niche. So baseball coaching niche. Now that's niche down, but for those that follow baseball and have any kind of hitting, hitting, um, have looked into the hitting uh, stuff, there's a major book out there by Ted Williams called The Science of Hitting. And it is, if you looked at it, it's probably the number one bestseller. Now it has been for so long. And I have a screenshot in January, 2018, where I had that nice little bestseller sticker above me. And then Ted Williams is The Science of Hitting was above mine. <laughs> so really? it's kind of cool to do, but it was a combination of, of uh, having, having the right product, um, picking the, the category, right? Niching down the ca- well, category. Very and then important. You, you obviously have to have the sales. We did a lot of uh, free giveaways on the PDFs. So we, we probably gave away at the time, I had probably given they, away about 4,000, 5,000. count some of them towards your best seller. They, got, they stopped doing that. Oh, they stopped I'm going to do a little experiment here. Yeah. If you're listening to this, raise your hand if you know who Ted Williams is. <laughs> yeah, you some don't. Uh-huh. Sinful. Sinful. Anyway. I know um, they, they know more. They know Babe Ruth because of the Sandlot, the movie The Sandlot. Yeah, right. Or just Babe Ruth is Babe, Babe Ruth. Ruth. <laughs> Ted Williams. What was his nick? The, the Splinter Splinter? The, splinter the, the Splendid Splinter. Splendid Splinter. Yeah, I can that's yeah. a tough one to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was you know what I was remember about Ted Williams is he was he probably would have hit 400 more than once if he didn't have to go into war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he missed about what four years, three, three years? Yeah, three years for sure. He's a pilot. He's a World War II pilot. Yep. 
in uh, flying over Europe someplace, and uh, it was right in his prime. Yeah, and it and it wasn't singing like Elvis. You know, Elvis went no. to war too, but Elvis was there as an Not entertainer. Well, I wouldn't have a war. Elvis was in the <laughs> army. Yeah, he didn't have a war at the time. Ted Williams was getting shot at. I or potentially when he's yeah. flying his plane. Yeah. Yeah. One of the yeah. greatest hitters ever. I mean, yep. I don't think many people are going to debate that. Right. Um, yeah. So anyway, the, so all those, those free copies, not only they probably factored in back then, you're probably right. They're not doing it now, but the big thing that it was, was, was it was getting me the reviews and that's yes. a big factor yeah. with that's Amazon. I was gonna, if I didn't books, get to right? distract myself on Ted Williams, I was going to bring that up. But so so he, here's the million dollar question. Cause if somebody is, you know what the Holy grail of internet marketing is hmm. top of page one on Google, Google, right? Yep. You, you, can you do it? How, how do you do it? Omnipresence, right? So you, you okay. in Google, for, you search a term, you're going to have ads. They're going to, people are paying to get right up there. So that first, has nothing, right. has nothing to do with organic search stuff that we do. No, that's just who, who wants to open the more money the most. Yep. Yeah. And then you have the business section where it'll give you the businesses that are ranking high. Right. And mm -hmm. then you have the, the actual organic search results underneath that. And that's everybody's goal and everybody's goal. And, and the big thing is it depends on the company. If they have a lot of content, that is, that is a plus. If they have a website that's been around for a while, there's a lot of seasoning with the domain. That's number one. Um, okay. And you can get on pretty quickly by number one, if the keywords you're targeting are in your domain. So if they're in the root domain, that's even better. So for hitting, it's like my hitting site, hitting performance lab, my, the keywords that we target uh, per se isn't necessarily mm -hmm. in that. And, and I, I made that without knowing on the SEO side, I had so many other things, but if you can get it in the forward slash in the, you know, dot com forward slash, you get the keywords in there. That's the next best thing. You get them in your title, your description and your headers. So header one, header two and header threes. Um, and then from there, you, know, you got backlinks and different things. But those are like the top five things that will really give you a boost. And it'll it'll also depend on your competition, too. So if we have if you're HVAC in Miami, Florida or in New York, New York, then you're going to have a little bit more competition and that competition is going to be doing those things too. And so then from there, Google's got to look at other, other things like backlinks, guest posts, things like that. Um, one of the newest things that we started doing now is we started doing what's called a six levels deep keyword research. So it's very long tail. It's very specific because the searches now are getting really specific. People have learned how to use Google. Hmm. They're not just typing in hitting training they're typing in hitting training for baseball or softball in 2022 bat speed, right? They're, they're using fragments of a bunch mm. of different levels of different categories of that search in order to get what they actually want. So we're doing a lot of research when we do our keyword stuff, we're, we're doing that more now is a six levels deep type of thing. Now, is it going to give you the 10,000 searches a month results like a general keyword would like hitting training, say, um, and if you have a website with a lot of information on it, then that might be good, but you're, you're talking about a top of funnel customer prospect, right? We talk top of funnel, middle, and then bottom of funnel, bottom of funnel is, are those ones that are ready to pull the trigger. So let's just break this down real quick, Joe. Yep. Top of funnel is somebody that goes and says hitting. Yep. Google. And now they're like, Oh, is this something I want to maybe click on? Yeah. And then they click on it. Now they're the top of your funnel. In other words, they're, they're researchers. just being exposed to what you do. The research. What's the second stage they come into? So you got the middle of funnel where now they're starting to get a little bit more specific, right? So you're they're educating them. Right? Yeah. They're starting to get they're a little bit more specific. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Search intent. Right. So they're searching okay. certain keywords and search intent. Uh, the general ones, like you mentioned, like hitting training at the top, that's very generalized. That's top of funnel. Those people are in their research mode. They're not ready to pull a trigger now yet. I, I want to be a power hitter as opposed to a contact hitter or a spray hitter or whatever they call them anymore. Right. Or even looking for pods. Like if we get down to middle of funnel, we're starting to look into maybe they're looking for an online course or they're looking for an online hitting instructor or they're looking okay. for what does that look like type of thing. And then mm -hmm. when we get uh, a level down, now they're looking for they're ready to buy. They just are looking for maybe the right review, the right testimonial, the right thing, credibility indicator that's going to push them over the edge okay. to actually check out. At, what's, uh, at, what's your what's your ratio? Get 100 people in the top. How many do you think you're able to close? 
in say like varies, but... Google, Google search, like in a yeah. Google search type thing. Yeah. yeah. hundred people find you on Google. You, can you close 10? So it depends on which part of the funnel that they're in. So if they're at the top of the funnel, it might be 2%, 1%. If we okay. get them at the middle of the funnel, we might get 15, 20%. But if you get them at the bottom of the funnel, if you put the right stuff in there, credibility indicators, testimonials, reviews, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. If you can get them at the bottom of the funnel, you could be looking at more like a 30, 40, 50% close rate because Jesus they're closer. Awesome. They don't need any education mm -hmm. at the, or not, or not, not any education. They don't need as much education like they well, they're would. more motivated buyers. Exactly. Right. They're ready. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, is there anything you want to talk about? We didn't get into yet. Do you have anything you want to plug? Like, how do people get your book? Yeah, yeah. So, if for those interested in the in the hitting side of things, which I don't know how many, maybe the students out there, whatever. Listen, I'm trying to get you some sales. Man. <laughs> I'm to get you some some some. Uh, yeah, no, I appreciate here. that, Doctor Stephen. Yeah, um, they can go to Amazon. And they can pick. You can even put my name in Joey Myers books, or they can put catapult loading system or, or hitting mm -hmm. right baseball hitting for the books. For those that are interested in the business, the SEO side of yeah, things. Yeah, so let's flip it. If you're, I'm a business person. I want to. How can how can Joey get me to the top? Yes, sir. Yep. So lead generation seoservices.com and for those mm -hmm. that have a website there's a no hassle site audit that they can put their website into you don't have to contact anybody or wait for me to send send them the report it'll automatically nice. get emailed to them Just and say then, that again slow lead generation so lead generation seo for search engine optimization okay. seo services gotcha. with an s at the end.com so, okay. so they can go there and then if you want to take the next next step I'm willing to hop on a free Zoom call where we can do a half hour, hour, whatever, however long it takes. And we'll go over that, that evaluation, that side evaluation. And we'll, mm -hmm. like we, ha we have a team and uh, we'll fix whatever we can fix. It's low hanging fruit that we can get, get you going real quick. And we'll do that for free. Nice. And uh, we can do that. Well, yeah, look, there's a, there's a clear association between your SEO strategy, your actually site build, mm -hmm. your content your messaging, your consistency. You don't want to make a site not touch it for three years and expect to get anywhere with SEO. Right. They just don't go together. Right. Yeah, it, it is. Content is king online. And we have another thing that's called a marketing event where we take a piece of content and it's all based on what the best, con well, first it's going to be your website, but then other pieces of content that are good based on your Google analytics, where we'll split that piece of content up into a blog, a news, news article, a podcast, a slide share, a video, and there's one more, um, one more, six of them. So six different platforms. We send it out to about 400 different sites and those are blogs. Those are news sites. Those are all those, all those types of things. And so what we do is we get a, a ton of quality backlinks back to that, but it also, we could possibly get in the news side of it, somebody to pick it up and that could push it out to like a, the USA Today's or the Foxes or the whatever. And that's when we, especially like a newsworthy type of post. So that's, that's another thing that we do that creates a lot of content, splits off a lot of content and pushes it out to, to there, which oh. content is king when it comes to, and it's all search keyword, optimize six level deep, all that kind of stuff. Listen, Joey clearly knows what he's talking about in a, in, and trust me, he's in a business that not everybody is like really on top of it all the time. I, I, I don't want to throw mud here at all, but <laughs> you really got to keep up with this. The, the algorithms six months ago, a year ago are not the same anymore. So if you're ever going to research SEO, you got to make sure you get with people to keep up. They, they understand your business and, and what your messaging is, how it's going to fit in. Because what would have worked six, eight, 12 months? Joey, just tell me if I'm wrong. Hmm. What would have worked six, 12 months ago may not work today anymore, at least That's not as well. That's exactly true. And, and the um, other, right. The I mean, thing. I learned this. I know this from my business. Hey, here's a, here's a big question for you. And we're going to get into some fun. Yeah. Can you take make the grade to an eight figure business? And if so, how long will it take? Because I'm getting old for this game, man. I'm going to I'm going to go live on a beach someplace. Yeah. But, uh, yeah we'll exactly. Talk, man, I, I got plenty of products. I, I I need I need somebody who can get me to the next level or three. Yeah. Hey, um, you want to play? You want to play my favorite game here? Fave five. Sure. Let's do it. Right, you're going to like this, man. You're going to like it. So, uh, <laughs> Faye Five, I'm just going to say something. You tell me your favorite thing in this category. Okay. Huh? There's nothing uh, nothing racy here. Anything. <laughs> you can go any direction you want. Okay. All right. Let's start with an easy one. Color. Favorite color is green, and it's not because of money. Oh, there you go. All right. I, I, this, I knew I liked this guy for a reason. <laughs> but, it, you know, the Oakland A's, a lot of That's the only true. green Oakland team A's. in baseball. So you, you're I, a Northern I, California guy. I'm a, well, Central California. So we okay. get a lot. That's the ag area of California. So you are like a, a Lakers, a, a Dodgers fan. 
No, no, no. So, you know, what's funny is that there's Dodgers and, and Giants fans. Right. And then there's A's fans. So the A's yeah. fans, there's not many of us. It's sort of like here. the Mets versus Yankees. In yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's not many yeah. A's fans, but I love grass. The the smell of fresh cut green grass is beautiful. And it's and the green new, makes the new giant stadium is really nice. Yeah. And one, I was at Candlestick Park, the original one. Yeah. And it was all the cliches, like 20 degrees in the middle of the summer, it was freezing. Yep. The new Windy. one they built on the Petco Park, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one right on the um bay. San Diego or oh, oh no, San no, 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 the one in San yeah, Francisco, yeah. the one yep. they built right on the wharf. Yep. It's it's a really cool stadium. AT&T or Coca-Cola or whatever. I don't it is. know what it is. It's it's yeah. everything's corporate now. I get to get this. I, this. I need this to become not the May 3 podcast, like the major brand sponsor podcast. If anybody's out to listen. My <laughs> right, favorite color green. Yep. Winter. Ding. Place to vacation. Place to vacation. We just we used to do Santa Cruz and Monterey and we, we love those. My wife and I both grew up going with our parents to Santa Cruz, Monterey, but with all the restrictions lately with the last couple years, we've actually found a new place called Cambria. So Cambria is on the okay. central coast, like San Luis Obispo area, nice. Pismo. If you've Maybe ever heard Santa of those, Barbara? Santa Barbara is a little bit more South. So this is more central coast and Cambria is mm-hmm. beautiful. Just it's, Speaking of green, it's green that my wife loves those Hallmark movies and they're downtown <laughs> and the uh, Cambria Pines Lodge is like, it's like living in a, in a Hallmark movie. I, I went, I was in a place called Los Olivos, California. Okay. Which is in what they call central coast. It's a wine area. Okay. Los Olivos in Spanish means the olives. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, mm-hmm. you know, as a winery there, when it really gets granular with some trivia, Fess mm-hmm. Parker, you know, who Fess Parker is, that might even be before your time. Uh-uh. Best Parker paid Daniel Boone. Oh, no way. Daniel Boone. The, I don't think it was 60s. I don't know when that show. Daniel Boone was. The, <laughs> anyway, um, Daniel Boone, Fest Parker was the name of the actor, has a or had a winery in Los Olivos. Oh, wow. Cool. I, I am a wealth of stupidity this way. <laughs> um, all right. Favorite food. Favorite food. I guess that depends on the time of year, but I got to go with tacos are my favorite spicy is it has to be spicy so so spicy tacos and we just found we're pretty health conscious over here we found some tortillas because i love tortillas i'm not a big the hard t- uh shell taco fan i mean i'll eat them but i love the the white they break and then stuff falls out the bottom right yeah exactly right why would you want <laughs> that neck. yeah but we found a we found a carb balance tortilla that is mm. if you look at the net carbs on it i think it's like 12 grams of carbs but it's like 15 grams of fiber and then oh. only five, five carbs. So net carbs are like five. So I don't feel guilty at nice. all eating a whole taco or two. Hey, I'm, I'm telling you, man, we, we, we be like bros here. Right? We got the same <laughs> stuff going. Music. It's, we may split here a little bit. Music. Okay. We might a little bit. That's changed okay. over the years. It used to be, okay. I used to be a hard rock guy, alternative rock and Metallica, all those guys. But okay. over the last couple of years, I've really grown, you know, what's grown on me is country. Really? Yeah. Country's really, I tried, I had girlfriends, past girlfriends that listened to country and they tried to get me to do it. And I tried to, to get into it. I just feel like Hank Williams way. or country, like, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. Hank Williams. I never, modern I, I think country, that was the so twanginess that kept me away from it. But okay. So now one of the big ones is like Lee Bryce or what's the, so you're talking the, like modern country, modern country. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you could argue it's not even country, I, I but <laughs> I, I am not going to profess to be an expert in country music. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're from Cal. You had the Bakersfield sound. That's one of the most famous uh, kind of forerunners of what's now called, what was then called country and Western mm-hmm. Bakersfield sound, big Merle Haggard, those kind of guys. Yeah. And yeah. Johnny Cash, you know, I love Johnny Cash's stuff. And so some of those older, older guys, you want I, a little I, trivia? Like- I got to tell you, I, I hate, this is really about you, but I'll tell you a little trivia. <laughs> I was in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I wake up and I don't feel so good. I feel okay. I don't know. Something's wrong. I end up going to the hospital. Turned out I had like a, what they call an AFib. My heart was like mm-hmm. pumping weird. Right. They put me in, in John, the Johnny Cash cardiac suite. Oh, no joking. way. This was Mas- Nashville Baptist hospital. I am in the same room. And I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan. Yeah. Anybody knows me knows this. I, I play guitar, I play songs. I love them. Oh. Um, I'm in the Johnny Cash Memorial Cardiac Suite. There's a wow. big picture. The wall is all murals of him. How cool. I mean, like, like through his life. There's like sort of silhouettes of him and the man in black. And, it gets, and the music is all Johnny Cash. I was in that room nine hours on a, uh, what are those things they put on your chest? You know, you yep. get your, uh, 
heartbeat and all. Yep. I, I listen. I can listen to every Johnny Cash song six how times. How cool! How cool! <laughs> yeah, how cool! It's so cool. I walked out yeah. of there. Well, that <laughs> I got you, in the if same anything, room it gave you good yet. vibes. More... It gave you good vibes getting getting through yeah, that I'm thing. Telling you, yeah, Johnny Cash <laughs> He'd given a lot of money at hospital, and they that's mm. they used it to build this suite. Yeah. Man, yeah. all right. Here's a good one. I think you're like this one. Baseball cliche. I got this one just for you, Joey. Favorite okay, good. Cliche. All right. I like that one. My favorite is Yogi Berra. So one of the quotes that that he said was that hitting is, what did he say? He said, uh, hitting is 50% mechanical. And he said, and it's 90% from the neck up. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> or something like that. Like 200. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you kind of think and scratch your head. Wait a minute, those numbers don't really work out. But, you know, I think he was he was a Yoda-like player. I think that he was... He, he was, was actually something. a really good baseball player. He became yeah. known more as kind of a manager sort of personality later we had, yeah, a, had a uh, the group. phillies had a manager charlie um i say charlie daniels got me thinking country it <laughs> was charlie's last name everybody's calling him charlie but he was kind of cut from that mold he was kind yeah. of his country kind of what west virginia is from so he had all these sayings like that mm-hmm. you got a player who's your favorite player you got favorite one? player probably today i mean it's hard to to go against mike trout and the reason I pick him, not because he's he's really good, but I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. You don't see him come out and really badmouth people or badmouth companies or badmouth. You know, you see a lot of this. Yeah, he just kind of goes, he shows up for work. Does his thing, thing, has fun. I mean, you you can tell he's having so much fun out there and it's not work for him. It doesn't seem hey, like I work. actually met him. I met Mike Trout. Oh, did you? Well, he, Mike Trout is from Jersey. He's from New Jersey. Oh, right, right, right. And he's a big Eagles fan. Big Philadelphia yep. Eagles fan. Right. And uh, I was I was at an Eagles game at a tailgate before the game. And somehow he knew people that were at the tailgate and he came over to tell, but he was just chilling. He was like, he's like, yo, is this the dark beer or the light beer? Because there was a couple of taps there. <laughs> and um, so I what did that one's get? dark? Well, actually, I messed up because I told him the dark one was the light one. But oh. <laughs> he, he wanted dark, but I told him the dark one was actually the light one. So I messed oh, up. Oh, interesting. But, uh, so he likes the yeah, dark yeah, beers. Yeah. But he's a pretty big guy. I mean, I'm I'm not, I'm like five seven, but he, he's like six three. He's he's you know, you don't think of baseball players being big. When he's thick, uh, I mean, he he could pass yeah. for Brian Urlacher for the you know played yeah, for the he, Bears. Yeah, in the middle he's, of, middle he's a lot bigger than he looks on television. I guess that makes any sense. <laughs> usually television adds ten pounds, but yeah, but he had like person. an Eagles hat, he had jersey on. I mean, uh-huh. you, know, he, you, you wouldn't have thought. I didn't know who he was. And he's a good dude. He's such a good yeah. dude. Great, great family yeah. guy, and the whole thing. That he's was, a great ambassador my, uh, to baseball. That was my encounter with greatness. They were trying to get him to come to Phillies, but then he signed a big deal with the Angels again. Yeah. Anything on your bucket list? I mean, you're a young guy, a younger guy. Anything uh, you really got to get to before you call it a day? Take the bucket. Yeah, well, I think for me, the the big thing is, my big thing's family. You can see in, in my background, you can see the, he does. You can't the see wife him. over here. Yeah, oh, and then you got, you got the two, two kids. Two I, I think boy we, and a girl? Yep, so you got my, my, my son Noah's just turned mm-hmm. nine, and then my daughter mm-hmm. Grayson's going to turn six into March. Mm-hmm. So my big thing is we're, we're God, God-fearing, family oriented and then everything else comes after that so i usually guard my time pretty well this year is going to be a little different um because i decided to i got harangued to help part-time coach at our at a high school local high school here a friend of mine is the head coach and and i said i'm I'm, and i've been approached by many coaches from the college level down high school and and everything and i just said you know i just don't have the time i can't do the full-time thing so when it when you talk about a uh, bucket list thing I would love to take my family to Europe. My wife and I studied abroad for a semester in, in Italy over there in 2004. And uh, we just want to take them there to, to get a look of what's outside of the United States. And we, mm-hmm. we, got the, we got to see what the United States looks like from the outside. And that was right. eye-opening to us. We thought everybody nice. loved Americans. But- yeah, you, uh, you have any desire to coach your own kids? Yes. So we've been doing that. Yeah. So him... This is going to be year number four or five for oh, him wow, coaching okay. his team. So yeah, I'm, I'm working. I'm going to help part-time with our high school as a hitting mm-hmm. coach on the varsity. And yeah, then also like the town league or whatever, the township. Yeah. Just a little league. Yeah. Just a little league. Uh, I, got so. to, I did that for years when my kids were little and well, not even so little, I coached travel. They were in high school already. Yeah. Yeah. That I'll tell you, that's really, really, I mean, the kids don't always like, hey, get out of here. They don't, want, <laughs> they don't want you around. You, you want to be there. They don't want you there. Right. Hey, here's the top. Here's the last fave five. We actually had eight of them. If we were okay. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite podcast? This is the trick favorite. question. Well, I got, I got to say Dr. Stephen Green. There He's you go. Man. There you go. He's good right. one. And, and the reason why, and the reason why 
is because you have a good blend. I like the, I like the entrepreneurial aspect and I like the student aspect. And I think those blend well because the students can learn from the entrepreneurial side and the entrepreneurial side mm-hmm. can learn from the students, right? Yeah. It's that mentor mentee type of, uh, mm-hmm. uh, tug and, They're really, tug it's, it's all one journey. You know, you go to school and I'm never going to tell anybody to, I, I advocate get as much education as you can. Mm-hmm. I don't care. You want to start a business when you're 12. That's great. But don't drop out of school to do it. Right. Okay. Right. Um, and, th- and that could be education too. Like, don't stop reading after you get out of school. Like if you're, I got my BA, uh, Bachelor of Arts at Fresno State. And then after that, I read more, I think, after college books, whether it's how-to or fiction, nonfiction. You can't stop learning. You can't. If you're taking courses or thing like, things like that, like, you know, if it's Dr. Green's courses on, mm-hmm. on uh, you know, student stuff or, or business stuff. You just got to keep learning. You can't stop. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said it better. Right. So I say, hey, you want to become an entrepreneur? Awesome, but you got to be. You got to have a background. You got to know what you're doing. You got to be able to network. You got to be able to work with people. You, nothing happens in a vacuum. Yep. Relationship. Joey Myers. We're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna call it a day. The Make the Ready podcast is all about actions that you can use to forward your journey to success. Reach out to Joey. I mean, this guy obviously has got a huge amount of information. Appreciate your openness to share. A lot of the stuff you're talking about here, I mean, is is super valuable. You know, it's not always easy for people to do, but it's the right stuff to do. And that helps people as well. Um, That's it, man. Hey, listen, if you want to be on the Made Great Podcast, just send me a message. Put it in the comments. You know, you can do it right on the website. We're booking guests. Booking guests, you may not be as good a guest as Joey, but uh, hey. <laughs> I got I got a lot of good guests here. But um, anyway, uh, that that's the idea. So I appreciate everybody. Thanks one more time, Joey. Got anything else you want to say before we sign off? No, I just want to say thank thank you, Doctor Stephen, for having me on and and making the time for me to be able to tell my story and hopefully, like you said, hopefully it helps some students out there, or some business people out there, and and always you know reach out if you have a question on anything that I have, and I'll I'll be happy to to answer. Beautiful. All right, buddy. Thanks again. We're going to keep in touch because you got to get me to the eight figures. I'm going to hold you to that. Yes, but sir. Can you actually commit to that? I, think can. I, <laughs> I can. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. There we go. See you all next time. See ya. You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit makethegrade.net.